Hello, and welcome to Incoming. Your host is Margie Avery. I help you sort through the crap that comes at you every day and use my experience to help you be the person you always wanted to be. Hello, and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. I hope you're all having your best life today. I want to take a minute and mention, I just found out this morning, that Incoming has been approved and is now playing on Apple Podcasts. This is a big thing for me because I knew nothing of what I was doing when I started doing this. I just wanted to do it. And this is all self-taught. And I managed to get it approved by myself. So, yay me. My other exciting news for the day I will now be including transcripts of the episodes. They will be in the episode description moving forward. I'd heard about this and read about it, and I kept hearing how it helps with search engine optimization. The other thing more important to me, and shamefully it didn't occur to me on my own, is it's a benefit to listeners who are hearing impaired. So, that's going to be there now. And the reason I'm sharing this stuff with you guys is my theme that, that's building here and that you're always going to see is me encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and try things because you only have one life. And when you can and when you can make it happen, if there's something you want to do, try it. Why not? If I can do these things, literally anybody can. I'm not that special. And so along the way, I'm going to be sharing my learning curves and my failures and my hiccups because I want you to not see a finished polished product and think that everything's just perfect and then you try it and you have stumbling blocks. I'm going to share the stumbling blocks with you. If they begin to get too tedious or boring, let me know in the comments and I will stop. So following that theme... Today's topic is about trying new things. And we'll start at like a, a a baby level, let's call it. My dad, I have a sister, so he had a house full of girls, and he was raised by a very progressive woman for her times. My grandmother on my dad's side had seven kids, and she treated them equally, meaning the girls knew how to do typically male things around the house and the boys knew how to do typically girl things around the house. And I will never forget my granny Avery saying that she taught her sons how to cook and how to sew because she did not want them to marry sort of the wrong person just to have someone to do those things. That was pretty wild thinking if you go back 70 years ago, maybe some more women need to do that with their sons today. I'm not sure. But anyway, my dad carried that thinking into raising us. He did not look at a task and think, well, this is inappropriate for a girl to do. Now, my sister didn't have as much interest in these things, but I was always very, I guess you would say nicely, mechanically inclined. But in reality, I was a little nosy, a little overly curious, and I, I liked working with my hands. And I am told I was the kind of kid that if you gave me something to do, 
things went fine. If you didn't, I would find something to do, and that would be sometimes disastrous. So my dad would often, he ran warehouses uh, for a living, and he would bring home oddball things, you know, broken motors for something for me to just tinker around with, play with screwdrivers, what have you. And when my dad was doing projects around the house, he was a fairly handy guy. I mean, I remember being eight years old and my dad had a little Black & Decker five and a half inch saw with a rotary saw, which I wish you could find again. Nobody makes a decent small saw like that. They're all over seven inches, but that, I digress. Anyway, he was cutting a piece of plywood in our basement and he gave, he marked the lines and he handed me the saw and said, here, cut it and showed me how to follow the guide. And, you know, thinking about that now, people would be so afraid to do that. Oh my God, what if the saw kicked back and hurt my kid? And, you know, maybe these things could happen. But when I was growing up, I was more afraid of my dad would be upset with me if I messed it up than I was. It could kick back and cut my leg. So I made sure to follow all of his instructions and do it exactly right. But I learned a lot of things. And my mom and my dad both sort of had this, I don't really know where it came from, but anything that I thought about doing or I set out doing, their words were always, you're no different than anyone else unless you have something beyond your control that is hindering you and you don't, you can do anything that anyone else can do. You, you may have to get some education on it. You may have to get some practice at it, but you can do it. So this is the approach that I've taken to life and sometimes hilariously, sometimes disastrously, but oftentimes successfully. I have cleared my mind by doing a project. I have saved a lot of money by doing some projects and sometimes not because I messed up and there was a learning curve that required wasting products. But my dad always said, if something's broken and you try to fix it, the worst thing that can happen is you have to call somebody out to fix it, which is where you started anyway. I realize there can be a lot more to that, but generally speaking, it has held very true for me. So oftentimes I will just dive in and attempt to do things and thank God for YouTube because I watch a lot of YouTube videos now if it's something I'm really not sure about. And by the way, as a side note, I it takes a lot of, of watching and filtering to find good YouTube videos because first of all, people lie. They put a title up that they're going to teach you something or show you something and they never really get around to it. Maybe it's just me. I also find those videos where they're just doing it with bad music playing in the background and they don't say anything incredibly irritating. Also, I don't care if you're just a guy with your phone trying to show somebody how to do something. Look at your video and make sure that the person can actually see everything that you're doing before you publish it. But that's my side note and I don't want to be critical, but just things I've noticed because I watch a lot of these. So I'll do things like my dryer quit working. I don't even remember what it was now. Oh, I think it was, it was not shutting off when you, even when you open the door. So I got on some YouTube videos and I found some obscure guy who 
showed you the part to buy and I went to a parts store and I put it on. It cost me $10 and it worked. So things like that. I'm not afraid to jump in and give it a shot. But just to give you an example, I can get quite a bit more adventurous than that. The first house that I ever owned, and by the way, I'm living in my second house. So I don't want to say that and make it sound like I've had 20 houses. But the first house I bought, I bought from a guy who was my business partner at the time. And it was in a very nice city, Northville, Michigan. High-end houses, upper middle class community, I would say, and not some place that I really could have afforded at the time, but the house had been turned into, it was an old Victorian, late 1880s, and it was turned into a duplex, and my business partner had been renting the units out, and he wanted to get rid of it, and he gave me a good price on it, and I bought it, and I, I had a roommate who, who didn't really know how to do many things like that. And I was making pretty good money at the time. And I thought, well, you know what? I, I know enough to be dangerous. I feel like I can do this. And let me tell you, there was a day I broke out a chainsaw that I just purchased. And, you know, one of the big struggles were the these units were only connected by an outside staircase. I needed an interior staircase. So I, I mean, going outside in the middle of the night, running upstairs to get something and back down was getting old. So I marked out a section on the ceiling in the downstairs unit. And now, mind you, I did this and I, I didn't even think about, you know, I mean, I kind of put some thought into electrical. I looked to see I, there were, there's no plugs running, you know, directly from the exterior wall to the interior wall on the side of this. And I, you know, but God must have been with me. And I, you know, it's that over self-confidence that I have sometimes and not really caring if it goes wrong because I, I made good money, but I didn't have enough money to pay somebody to come in and put it in a staircase. So I cranked up the chainsaw and I chainsawed a huge hole for the staircase opening. And it, it went okay the house didn't collapse. It went okay. And then I went online and I found a company. I can't recall their name, but they were out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they made beautiful open staircases out of red oak. So I ordered this thing. It was, I don't know, I think like $1,400. And they deliver it one day and come to find out that the side of a staircase, the piece that the that the steps actually go into is called a, a stringer. Well, this thing was made, they took 14 solid red oak two by fours and sandwiched them together. Now, I don't know if, you, if you're not into woodworking, oak is a hard, hard, heavy wood. These things weighed like, I don't know, 700 pounds or something. So, I get the whole thing assembled and then I'm thinking, well, how in the world am I going to raise this staircase up to fasten it at the top? So I went and bought two four by fours and laid them across the opening upstairs. And I rented a chain winch and hooked it around this thing and cranked it up there and had that hold it while two friends sort of steadied it from swaying while I screwed it in. That 
was a, a chore. And at one point, I was trying to drill some holes into this stuff. And let me tell you, oak will burn through tools. I'm drilling away. And the next thing I know, it's catching on fire. There's smoke coming out. I stopped. And I mean, it was just hilarious things like that happen. But in the end, I put a beautiful, solid red oak staircase in this house. I saved myself thousands of dollars. Nobody got hurt. And it worked. Now, the worst thing that was going to happen in this is I messed something up and I had to call somebody out to finish the job for me. But I wasn't afraid to take that chance. Another thing with the same house, it did not have a garage. So I called some people and I got some quotes. And the cement slab alone was going to cost me $9,000, $10,000. And I had to get somebody to do that because it has to have footings. And it's just it's not something you really want to do on your own. I didn't want to do that. And then the prices just to build the garage, and this was going to be with no siding or shingles, just the basic structure they wanted, like $25,000. And I thought, well, come on. I've been putting walls together since I was a kid with my dad. So I had a friend that worked construction. He was another an interesting guy. He had a degree in accounting and worked in accounting and various other things and decided he wanted to go into carpentry. And he had been doing this several years now and he'd learned enough. So he came over and every night after work and on weekends, my friend Steve and I would work on this garage. And and by the way, when I was in high school, I, I, I took a class on drafting. And let me tell you, when I was in high school, which wasn't that many eons ago, it was in the 1980s. I graduated in 1982. So at that time, although I was good at it and I had an interest, the instructors would always tell me, well, you know, if you go to school for this, you're going to be the only girl in the class. And I don't think that they were trying to be negative. I think looking back, they were trying to let me know you're going to face obstacles. And I was young and I decided, I guess I decided I didn't want it that bad. So I didn't pursue that. And then other things in life happened. But at any rate, I'd retained the knowledge of how to draft out basic blueprints. So I ordered a kind of a basic blueprint of a, of a basic garage. And I redrew, I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, I drew it over again and added the touches that I wanted. And I got it approved by the city that I lived in. My blueprints were approved and I built this garage and it's a beautiful 24 by 26 garage with a full-size staircase inside and an attic area that you can stand in. And I saved a ton of money. The $25,000 garage cost me about $5,000 in materials and that was fully sided and shingles and everything. So it sounds like a daunting task. I didn't have a construction crew. I had me and a buddy, but we managed to get it done. These are the kind of examples I'm talking about in your life that you start even with small things like that. It doesn't have to be some huge change initially. Just make it your practice in your life. And you're not doing it to compete with others or to be seen or to have something really cool to put on your social media. It's for you. For you to know that you're capable. And something, at least for me, about working with my hands, 
clears my mind. And I've gotten proficient at it enough that I don't have to think too much about what I'm doing. I can think about other things. So these are a couple of examples from my life to put it out there for you. Because again, I'm not a professional counselor. I'm not any of those things. I'm a person living this life the same as you. And at any level, if you strip everything else in our lives away, we are all human. We experience things much the same way. We have many of the same experiences. So these are examples for you to think about where if you have to do it to save money or if you just want to do it to accomplish something, sometimes in life we need to just see something completed from start to finish and to have a tangible product we can look at because there are so many things in life that we can't control that you can't see a finished product. The results aren't that tangible. So when you look at people that are very successful, maybe you want to be one of those people, or they're just everyday people that are a little bit happier in their life. These are some of the things that those people do. Trust me, when you look at big Hollywood stars, influencers, whatever your brass ring is, those people have stretched their limits. They have taken risks. They have put it out there with this same kind of thinking in mind. Either I'm going to win or I'm going to fail, but I'm going to try. So my challenge to you today and every day is to think about things that you want to try and stretch yourself and put it out there a little bit and give it a shot. You don't really have anything to lose. Even if it puts you out a little bit of money, puts you out a little bit of time, everything in life costs money. Think of it as education. Think of it as therapy. But it's your life. If there's things you want to do, things you want to try, things you want to attempt, go ahead and do it. It's not going to turn out perfect every time, the first time, sometimes even when you get a ton of experience. And sometimes you got to reach out and ask people a little more experience than you for some help. It's okay. I couldn't have built that garage by myself. I needed my friend's help. But still, two people built a huge garage, and it's beautiful, and it's still standing, although I don't live in that same house. But you can do it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out for knowledge and education on something. But don't let silly obstacles stand in your way. And most of all, don't let you stand in your way. Oftentimes, we are our biggest obstacle. Have faith in you. Go out there and give it a chance. Give it a try. You don't have to stick with it the rest of your life. Just try it. If you go and you build a garage and it's the last garage you ever built, which it was the last garage I ever built, it's still something you wanted to try in life and you did it. I wanted to try it. I did it. Think about it. Put some thought into yourself. Have a little faith in yourself. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting the show. Please join us for the next episode. I look forward to seeing your comments. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a positive review on Apple. If you're not, well, if you've heard me at all, you know what I'm going to say. Don't listen. Go find your people because I want you to have a happy life. And for the rest of you, have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day and go out and challenge yourself. See you in the next episode of Incoming.